According to research, our attachment styles are formed in childhood and last throughout our lives. These attachment styles can be secure or insecure. A child who grows up with consistency, dependability, and safety is more likely to have a secure attachment style. People can develop either a secure attachment style or one of three types of insecure attachment styles. Also known as avoidant, anxious, and disorganized. We already did an episode explaining what each attachment style means and how to identify your own. So if you haven't already, make sure to listen to that episode. In general, you can work with a therapist to change your interaction patterns and develop more secure styles in order to cope with an insecure attachment style. Nobody has to be a victim of their own history. Nobody is incapable of changing or growing. A person who does not have a naturally secure style can work on earned security, which means developing a secure style in adulthood through relationships and interactions. Security, for example, can thrive in the context of friendships and psychotherapy. This is not your fault. It's not that you intentionally choose to be dramatic, unable to commit, or clingy. Our upbringings and childhood, even during our infancy, influence so much of how we think, feel, and behave in relationships. People who have a more anxious or avoidant attachment style are not necessarily doomed to suffer indefinitely. Most of our insecure attachment styles are formed on a subconscious level that we must become self-aware in order to become more secure and healthy individuals in our relationships. As we develop healthy attachment habits in our adult relationships, we can become increasingly become securely attached. Take Jessica as an example of a self-aware patient. Because Jessica is aware of her avoidant tendencies, for example, she can reflect on her emotional responses and see that they are mostly a protective, knee-jerk reaction. Then she can challenge herself to make different choices based on the type of connection she truly desires. In this episode, we will discuss how you can manage, heal, and become more secure in your relationships when you have an insecure attachment style. This will mostly apply to romantic relationships, but all of these tips and strategies can be applied to any type of relationship, including family relationships and friendships. Furthermore, even if you already have a secure attachment style, you can use the tips and strategies in this episode to determine which one to keep in order to thrive in your romantic and general relationships. According to studies, your attachment style is not fixed and does not have to prevent you from having a good and healthy relationship. Here are my top five strategies for becoming more secure and having more satisfying adult relationships. Strategy number one: look for secure partners.
Having a partner with a secure attachment style serves as a role model for how to be confident and emotionally open. Furthermore, it will provide you with a secure environment in which to test secure attachment for yourself. Being in a relationship with someone who has an insecure attachment style can result in a relationship that is out of sync at best, rocky, confusing, or even painful at worst. While you can work through your insecurities as a couple, if you're single, looking for a partner with a secure attachment style can help shift you away from negative patterns of thinking and behavior. A strong, supported relationship with someone who makes you feel loved can help you develop a sense of security. According to research, 50 to 60% of people have a secure attachment style. So, you have a good chance of finding a romantic partner. Similarly, developing strong relationships with these people can assist you in recognizing and adopting new patterns of behavior. Strategy number two, raise your self-awareness. Educate yourself. The more you know about yourself, what you've been through and how it's affected you, the easier it will be to recover from an insecure attachment. Read up on it and take it all in slowly. Remember to have fun as well. You need to also recognize your childhood experiences. Thinking about childhood experiences and making sense of the impact a person's past has on their present and future is part of this strategy for developing an earned, secure adult attachment style. You must also develop a coherent narrative about what happened to you as a child in order to gain security. You should also investigate the impact it has had on the decisions you may have made unconsciously about how to survive in the world. You must consider how your upbringing influenced your attachment style and work to break those patterns. Healing your inner child who first experienced the anxious attachment with a caregiver can often be beneficial. This can be accomplished by showing yourself the love, support, and kindness that you lacked as a child. Be kind to yourself, forgive yourself for mistakes, and check in and comfort yourself if necessary. Consider treating yourself in the same way that you would treat a helpless child. You might also want to determine your attachment styles and learn love languages. The five love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and gift given. Find out what love language you need in order to feel fulfilled in your relationships and communicate that need to your partner. Once you've determined your love language or your partner's love language, you can tailor your words and actions to match. For example, if your partner's love language is words of affirmation, you can make sure you tell them how much you love them and why. If your partner's love language is physical touch, you can try to incorporate more intimacy and physical closeness to show them you love them. 
when it comes to being more self-aware, take some time to reflect on how you are feeling in the moment and what thoughts come to mind. Be aware of your thoughts and the meaning you assign to them. Then you can think about the best way to respond. If you are having difficulty with this, you could even remove yourself from the situation before responding. Take a walk to clear your mind before returning to the situation. To avoid hurting someone's feelings, it's especially important to practice being aware of how you interact in relationships. It's also important to test and challenge your assumptions and thoughts. When you are experiencing negative thought patterns, remind yourself that while the thoughts appear real, they are not always true. Instead of believing every negative thought you have, try to challenge them when they arise. Consider whether there is any solid evidence that your thoughts are correct and whether there is a more likely explanation. You can also become more self-aware by identifying your emotions. So you should practice being emotionally intimate and vulnerable on purpose. When it comes to emotional intimacy, you can practice by approaching it purposefully with your partner. Consider this emotional vulnerability practice to be similar to exposure therapy. A highly effective behavioral therapy approach for people suffering from phobias. Exposure therapy would involve a person purposefully looking at being near and even playing with spiders if they have a severe phobia of spiders. The idea is that avoiding spiders only reinforces the fear. However, approaching them will assure you that spiders are not all that bad. It allows your brain and body to become accustomed to spiders, allowing you to react less fearfully. For example, let's say you have an avoidant attachment style. You could practice recognizing the consequences of your actions in your relationships. If your partner needs more affection and words of affirmation from you and you dismiss them as needy or mismatched, you might start to look inwards and ask yourself why that is and if too much closeness is uncomfortable for you and try to look at things from your partner's perspective instead, asking questions like what is his or her need and how do I best fulfill it without overexerting myself. Is it possible that I am the only one who requires less affection and affirmation than others and that my partner is actually normal? What is the worst that can happen if I risk falling in love? You may want to be emotionally vulnerable and open about these thoughts and your tendencies to be dismissive and avoidant in your relationships. By doing so, you might start to notice that being vulnerable and open with someone that cares about you is actually a very intimate and a good thing that brings the two of you closer together. Especially for avoidance, it is very important to stop avoiding conflicts and instead choose effective communication skills such as using the I statements after sharing and better identifying your feelings as avoiding conflicts may lead to consequences rather than solving the issues at hand. 
in most cases, avoiding conflicts is not a good use of time, unless you plan to distance yourself from the conflict until you feel better to come back a more emotionally regulated person to deal with the conflicts head on. Furthermore, as insecurely attached individuals, you are more likely to ignore your own needs, thereby avoiding your partner who is willing to provide you with the love you require, or you might also act out to gain your partner's attentions. So, think about your own needs, validate your own needs by beginning with self-affirmation tools and meditate on the fact that you are good enough and that your partner is trustworthy enough to be in your life long enough to share the love. You can also practice being vulnerable by sharing your deepest feelings and experiences that shaped you into who you are now. Keep in mind that being vulnerable and open with your loved ones will actually help people understand you better, and you will be teaching them to love your true authentic self. Being vulnerable with your feelings and experiences is not a weakness, but rather a strength. What do you need from a partner or in a relationship? If you are having trouble answering that question, it's time for some much-needed clarity about yourself. So begin by reflecting on your previous relationships. Make a list of everything you've criticized your previous partners for. Then consider the list through the lens of unmet needs. We tend to be irritated with our romantic partners when we are most vulnerable and have the greatest needs. For example, if you criticized a former dating partner for not appreciating you, you may need to feel cherished or, at the very least, hear affirming things from them. Look for patterns across multiple relationships that haven't served you well, such as dating several partners long distance or dating someone who isn't a strong communicator. In addition to unmet needs, these are indicators that tell you what's working and what isn't, as well as what you need and don't need in a partner. Are the partners you're choosing reflective of what is familiar yet unhelpful? To your adult relationships, for example, you might choose partners that are emotionally unavailable to you, just like how your father was in your childhood until adulthood, because you feel familiar to this type of person and their treatment towards you, even labeling it as love and comfort, when in reality it is not the healthiest relationship you can have for yourself. Triggering your insecure attachment style once again, chasing after what you want rather than getting that safe and stable love. Understanding yourself, being self-aware, and working on behavioral changes are sometimes the simplest yet most effective solutions to insecure attachment styles. Strategy number three: Learn to regulate your emotions. Triggered nervous system is especially true for anxiously attached people, but it applies to people with avoidant or disorganized attachment styles as well. Anxious attachment can cause you to go into fight, flight, or freeze mode. You cannot think clearly in this state. 
and are more likely to act on impulses. So changing your physiology is the best way to deal with this. Take a moment to just relax and breathe. To connect with your breath, you could even place your hands on your belly. This will notify your brain that you are safe. When you're feeling anxious, doing something grounding can help you feel less stuck in your thoughts. So, exercising, yoga, getting a massage, or going for a walk in nature can all help you feel more grounded. You are prone to focusing entirely on the relationship and your partner instead of yourself, especially if you are an anxious partner. So indulge in self-care and understand that it is not selfish, but rather necessary for maintaining balance and for you to show up as a better partner in your relationships. Do self-care activities such as meditation, yoga, jogging, and or journaling. Most importantly, respond rather than react. If you have an anxious attachment style, you may have automatic reactions to negativity. However, becoming aware of these automatic responses can help you come up with a healthier alternative. We also did an episode on our negative automatic thinking, also known as unhelpful thinking styles. You may check that episode out as well. Keeping a journal can also help you express your emotions and may help you recognize patterns in your thoughts and behaviors. You could even journal from the point of view of your inner child, noting why they are sad and what they need. You can then write as an empowered adult self to pass on wisdom, healing, and advice to the inner child. According to a large study. Even among those with insecure attachment styles, their ability to regulate their own emotions protected them from having intimacy problems in their romantic relationships. When you are emotionally hot, slow down before acting or speaking in a way that pushes people away. When your thoughts are getting in the way of trust, go over facts versus assumptions. You may also exercise self-compassion. Two types of insecure attachment, particularly anxious and disorganized attachment styles, include a negative self-concept. As a result, self-compassion practices can help counteract low self-esteem, over-dependence on the approval of others, and self-criticism. I've already done two episodes on self-compassion and how to cultivate it, so you can listen to those after you finish this podcast episode. It's also essential to create a strong support system by reviewing the people in your life, determine who contributes and who does not, keep those who makes you feel safe and protected close by, make sure to set aside time. To spend it with healthy friends, companions, and family members, pets included. Strategy number four: practice and use effective communication. Nonviolent communication, such as using the I statements, can help you prepare more for meaningful conversations ahead of time. 
This can help you approach the conversation with honesty and kindness, allowing you to make requests without appearing needy or controlling. Communicate your feelings in a genuine and open manner, while also being fair and kind to the other person. Effective communication is one of the most important skills you can have in cultivating healthy relationships. When you use effective communication techniques, such as using the I statements when you are feeling rather negative, you can help the other person feel that they are not the center of the blame, and you are simply expressing your feelings. Think of it this way. If you are effectively communicating by using I statements, clearly stating your needs respectfully, and also validating the other person's experience at the same time, you will most likely be able to see who to keep and who not in your life based on how the other person responds to your effective communication. It's a win-win situation. Where if a person responds positively to your effective communication, you can tell this person is worth keeping. Furthermore, you must always accept responsibility for your own behaviors that may have led to conflicts in relationships. Relationships, to state the obvious, are a two-way street after all. Communication that is open, respectful, and honest is essential in any relationship. You can address any challenges while feeling safe and supported if you pledge to be fully present and openly communicate with the other person respectfully. This will also help to provide endless arguments, which can sever the bond and contribute to the feelings of emotional insecurity. Learning to express emotions constructively may also prove useful when things become heated. Even if you aren't aware of it, when you interact with others, you are constantly sending and receiving nonverbal signs through gestures, posture, how much eye contact you make, and so on. These nonverbal cues convey powerful messages about how you truly feel. Developing your ability to read, interpret, and communicate non-verbally can also help you improve and deepen your relationships with others at any age. Being present in the moment, learning to manage stress, and developing emotional awareness are all ways to improve these skills. Strategy number five. Try therapy. There are many forms of therapy available in order to help you manage and heal your insecure attachment styles, such as cognitive behavior therapy, emotionally focused therapy, interpersonal therapy, couples therapy, and exposure therapy. You can learn to recognize your attachment patterns, examine your feelings about yourself, and approach relationships with others in a healthy way through therapy. CBT is a type of therapy that focuses on identifying and changing negative thought patterns and behaviors. Interpersonal therapy teaches people how to better their interpersonal relationships and social interactions. This therapy explores new ways of expressing emotions and feelings, as well as constructively managing negative ones. 
working with a therapist can help you develop practical strategies for altering your attachment style and forming more secure relationships. A mental health professional can also assist you in understanding the source, your tendencies to form unhealthy attachments, and how this has impacted your life as an adult. Couples therapy can help any relationship by strengthening it. This is especially helpful for couples with an anxious attachment style and avoidant attachment style. Couples therapy allows you to participate in a discussion with your partner with the assistance of a skilled therapist. They can assist your partner and you in processing any negative thoughts and feelings that arise in the moment, as well as provide tools for communicating with each other outside of the sessions. Emotional focused therapy, also known as EFT, has also been found to be effective. Emotionally focused therapy for couples is the most well-researched attachment-based therapy for couples. EFT for couples is a brief therapy aimed at enhancing attachment and bonding in adult relationships. EFT for couples focuses on fostering connection in close relationships. It assists couples in comprehending and expressing their emotional experiences, which include their needs, feelings, thoughts, and behaviors. Emotional focused therapy for couples is widely regarded as the gold standard in empirically validated interventions for couples. This concludes our top five tips and strategies for feeling secure and healthy in your relationships when you have an insecure attachment style. Finally, it is critical to remember that rewiring yourself to be more securely attached must become a way of life. Because if we are not deliberate or intentional, we will revert to our default settings. This is especially important for insecurely attached people to keep your tendencies to push the other away by acting out and or avoiding the other person to a minimum as much as possible. And you must be fully aware of them in order not to let them affect the quality of your relationships. Not just romantic ones, but friendships in general. Nobody had a perfect childhood either. Everyone has a story, and it has nothing to do with pointing fingers or dwelling on the past. It is about examining who we are now, healing and evolving, so that we can become more secure. Healing an insecure attachment style requires a great deal of self-care, self-compassion, self-awareness, motivation, effective communication, and if desired, the use of therapy. If you stayed until the end to learn more and educate yourself on healing your insecure attachment style, you've already taken a huge step forward in your self-development, and I couldn't be more proud of you. We all deserve healthy, happy relationships, and you do as well. Happy healing. This brings an end to our podcast episode this week. What did you think about this podcast episode? 
What information do you know regarding this topic that you would like to share with us? We would love to learn and know. Let me and others know in the comments section below and or through email. As always, the information in this podcast is intended to supplement rather than substitute for the advice of licensed mental health care professionals. The mission we have here is for you to learn, cultivate better mental health, well-being, and be curious. If you have any questions or would like to contact us, please leave a comment or email us at inquisitivetea at yahoo.com. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for listening. I hope you continue to be inquisitive, and I'll see you next week.